us. Hey, I'm so excited, you guys. I am so excited, you guys. Welcome Karen, to the you show. are back. Yeah, I am back. Oh you were so missed. We missed you so much. I miss you guys so so much. I just, it's just amazing how much you just need energy just to get up and walk around. And so mm-hmm. I am just continuously fighting to get my energy back and get back into the whole routine of life and just really appreciating life. So I appreciate everyone, everyone who have prayed for me, everyone. I got so many gifts and fruit baskets and, and uh, you know, people telling me to eat this and do this. And it was just, it's, it was just a wonderful feeling of people remembering you and appreciating you during your time of of sickness. And so I am just so grateful, you guys. Oh, we miss you. Oh, we're glad you're back, girl. We really did miss you. We really did. And you guys held down. You guys have been doing awesome shows. You guys, I want you guys to go back and look at the shows that we've had every Tuesday night, like our shows, share our shows, subscribe to our show. Tell somebody what these sports moms are doing. We are trying to impart knowledge and wisdom to other moms so they can make an informed decision. And you guys, you girls, you you got my you you had my back. <laughs> yes, yes. I just we honor, I mean, listen, Miss Karen, you just don't know. We really, really love you. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. really love you. Listen, when you was down, oh, my God, the prayer warrior said, no, no, sir, no, ma'am. It's time to go yeah. to work. So yeah. I just thank God for answering all our prayers. You look wonderful. Um, you know me. I you got do. You. I have energy over here if you need some energy. Okay. <laughs> I do. I, do. I love it, Kawashika. Yeah. I've been losing the weight, Kawashika. Oh. I've been getting on the scale, and I'm just like, okay, every day I'm going down a pound. Um, but I'm, you know, the one thing that, you know, what you guys don't know, I've been dealing with COVID. And so one of the things with the appetite, taking the appetite, I'm a very picky eater. And so I'm the type of person, I don't eat this, I don't eat that, I don't do that. But with COVID, you know, you can't taste or smell anything. So I've had to say, I'm gonna eat whatever anybody put in front of me. So when I was Mm -hmm. in the hospital, you know, you could choose what you want them to bring. I didn't choose anything. Whatever they brought, I ate it. And it was just like a whole different mindset. It wasn't necessarily about what I want, what I don't want, uh-huh. what I don't like. It was just about, I gotta eat what I, what is being put before me. And so- To survive. You had to eat to survive. And that's uh-huh. what I've done to come home. Cause normally I'll eat oatmeal out the package. Well, my husband, he does the whole oat. And so he has been making me oatmeal in the morning, and then I have some sandwich and a soup. And then one of the highlights of his day 
was to make some uh, onions and peppers and uh, like a stir fry. No, I don't do them green onions or red onions or yellow onions. I don't do any of those, but he did it. And he said, I, I want that bowl empty. And I had the bowl empty and I just ate it. I just ate it. I'm good. Like sauteed, so like green peppers, red peppers, yellow peppers. Like, I love that. that yeah. Like with some, with some chicken, that stir fry. Mm -mm -mm. Right. Make it yeah. into some, uh, put it in some fajitas. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's it, Mama D. Mm -hmm. Fajitas. So that's what I had to do. Yeah. And so I've been, like I said, I've been getting on the scale and every day I've been going down the pound. I'm like, hmm, there's something to this, you know. But you want it to be so, healthy though. You want it to be a healthy weight loss, like not a yeah. sick weight loss. You don't right. want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But just right now, my mindset is about what is being put before me and just getting off of what i don't like and what i do like come on come on so, right right that's it so mm -hmm. but anyway i am karen aka k dog from high school my name back then that's who i am today and who else we got yes and this is your girl kawashika and i'm carmen aka mama d and, All right. Can we talk sports? Can we yeah, talk sports? Can you now? talk sports? Kawashika, I think I saw you back out in California, girl. You no. gonna be a California girl. No, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. Yeah. So, so Kawashika. Yes, but Kawashika, we had some pictures. We had a picture of you at USC and I mean, they called you out. They're like, this is what a mom should look like when she come to the game. So do we have that picture? Let me go and see if oh I can my see. God. Yeah. Uh, oh I was like, look at this girl oh, showing out. Come on now. <laughs> what was this question? What was what, what, what this? Oh my God. Fashion life? Yes, Fashion Life. They are a fashion blog, and and they she posted my picture, so I was thankful for that. But yes, yes, I said sports moms can be fashionable too. Mm -hmm. Yes, supportive and fashionable. Right, right. We can was rocking it. Thank y'all. That that was a good surprise. Sexy. That was cute, girl. That was really cute. Thank you. Girl, I that's already it. in my mind. That's coming out with a whole sports fashion line, girl. Come on. Come on. Yes. Girl. Listen. Absolutely. I, I received that. Yes. We can do it. So, yes. Did you make that outfit? To, where did you? Because that top was really cute. Yes, ma'am. So I um, I had someone to make it for me. Uh, Dazzle mm -hmm. Designs. Um, actually she is in our family. Um, and so I had her to make the shirt. I told her what I wanted, of course. And then she offered to do me my purse. Did you see the purse? The, the yes. Purse? Yes. Yeah. So she did that for free. And that's what I love because people don't understand 
you if you want to get somewhere you need to be giving you know that yes was give 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 and i said and it's crazy though because i told her i said listen i didn't even have to tell you what i wanted you knew what i wanted and that's mm. how you get further in life you gotta give you gotta honor yes I always want to receive, receive, receive. So I bless. Mm -hmm. I said, girl, yes. Listen, I ain't going to forget about you. Trust and believe that. So right. shout out to Dazzle Designs. Yes, yes, yes. Dazzle Designs. Yes. Fake so, shirts, t-shirts, of course, the purse and, you know, things to that matter. But yes, that was the first time I actually went to California. Okay. <clears throat> Coming up this week, and it's just in a couple days. Guess who we play? Oh, Colorado. Oh my God. You're going to see Miss Annie. Yeah. So we headed back to Rival. Now they're our rivals. So we got to head back, and I'm excited about it. And I'm ready. I am ready, honey. They, they, they finna see the other side of me. Let's go. Yeah. So is it in Colorado? Yes. It, oh, it, so you don't I, have to travel I, far. No, no, no. I'm I'm going to their town. I'm finna oh, your town. I'm finna show you how I go on the other oh. side. <laughs> I love okay. it. You know I got to okay. talk noise. You know I got to talk noise. But it's all in love, though. But yes, we play Colorado this Saturday, and so it's going to be a big game. Of course, you know my my son used to play for Colorado, so. Let's get, let's go. Let's, we ready. We ready. That's all, that's and then you got our uh, DeSoto players on Colorado. Oh, yeah. So, so his friend, his, yes, his old teammates, which they're still bitch friends, but it is what it is. Let's go. Right. <laughs> we'll be okay. friends after the game. Absolutely. Right. Time to go to war. Yeah. All right. I love you, but I'm going to knock you on your butt and I'll help you right. get up when it's over. Right. Payback time, baby. Payback time. That's right. That's <laughs> what we got okay, coming on the show. Go, let's go on because I can keep going on and on and on. I'm going to save it for the field. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's all in fun though, guys. That's what we do as sports moms, and that's what we do. We 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 gonna support our babies no matter what. So it absolutely, yes, absolutely. absolutely. All right, who we got coming up? Oh, good question. Yes, ma'am. Listen now, as the best, actually, she's the best midfielder in picked third overall in the 2021 National Women's Soccer League. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Brianna Pinto. All right. Yay! Find my video, I'm out of place. Yes. My name is Brianna Pinto and I'm from the United States. I was asked to give a speech on behalf of U.S. Soccer in hopes of winning the United bid. So we ended up winning, which was an awesome experience. Over the course of two to three months, uh, I was interviewed and I sent in a video about what football means to me. And I was ended up being selected and throughout the interview process, 
Um, we helped write my speech, which was about playing against Iran last fall. And I basically was telling a story about how it's a global game and it can unite people in more ways than just playing soccer. Moments like that have taught me we may come from different countries and cultures, but deep down we're all pretty much the same. And we all love the beautiful game. It was kind of scary, but I was like, they know I'm a player. They know that I love what I do. They know that we really wanted this World Cup. And I think that was like my driving force. I was going off of pure adrenaline because I was like, like this can work out. This can definitely be a big factor for our presentation. So I was like, I can do this. I psyched myself up and I delivered the speech. It was just really quick. We had 15 minutes, they had 15 minutes, and then everybody voted. When they finally announced it, we were ecstatic. So we have a winner for the 2026 FIFA World Cup. The member associations of Canada, Mexico and USA have been selected by the FIFA Congress to host the 2026 FIFA World Cup. Thank you. It's surreal to have the World Cup. I definitely want to get to those games in 2026. And we definitely have a lot to look forward to because kids, just like I was, they'll be able to watch the World Cup and really grow the game in North America. Thank you all very much. excited to have you on the show. This is amazing. Listen, we play a game. It's called Would You Rather? So I'm going to start it off. So I know you're really close to your family. I know you guys are really close knit family. So would you rather, would you prefer like family reunion, big family events or small intimate like game night or movie night with just your immediate family? Which would you rather have? Um, I'd maybe I think I'd say game night. Uh, my my immediate family is super competitive, so uh, getting to connect with each other in that way would be super super fun. Because we don't, truthfully don't have that much time to sit around and play games, just because our schedules are crazy. But um, I'd say the game night is something that I would prefer. We like game night too. Game sometime game night, sometime movie night. We just pick a movie and hang out at one of one of the kids' houses. Yeah, that's I understand. Have. That's one of my questions. Would you rather be forced to listen to the same song on repeat for the rest of your life or be forced to watch the same five movies on repeat for the rest of your life? I would have to say the movies just because mm -hmm. um, I, I love music and I think it's, it's a cultural aspect of what makes um, uh, it's a special type of art, really, and um, it's also a part of my pregame routine to listen to music, and I like to be pumped up in different ways according to how I'm feeling that day on game day, and I don't think the same five songs would suit me for the rest of my career, but um, yeah, I'd definitely say movies. I would pick um, one of each genre, though. That's good. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm way going to the south. Would you rather wear heels or tennis shoes every day? 
Okay, I love heels. Um, they just hurt my feet just because um, I have really high arches um, naturally, but um, I love dressing up more than anything. Um, but I would say um, tennis shoes just to take care of my feet because those are the money makers. Those are how I do what I do. So, um, yeah, I'd, unfortunately, I'd say the tennis shoes, even though I love wearing heels and dressing up. Perfect. So you're a girly girl. Yes. Um, yeah, you could say so. I, I like dressing up is one of my favorite things to do. I like to going to fun events. Um, I like dressing for the occasion and taking pictures and uh, being with a lot of cool people. So uh, those are the things that get me excited off the field. That's good. So that brings me to my question about your childhood. You know, kind of tell us a little bit about growing up um, as your childhood. And did, did you like to play any other sports than soccer um, growing up? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am the only girl in my family, of, like other than my mom. I'm surrounded by an older brother and a, and a younger brother. Um, I was super close. Well, I still am super close with them. And um, they made me super, super competitive. And they uh, forced me to hold my own whenever we would play together. So um, naturally, when my older brother started playing soccer, I was being the younger sister. Like, of course, I want to do that, too. I want to do what he's doing. Um, so I actually fell in love with the game at a really young age, just because it's something my family bonded over. Um, my mom's the only one that did not play soccer. She played softball. So growing up, I would play softball and t-ball and baseball. Um, and then I also played basketball in middle school. I ran cross country also in middle school. And then I played tennis until I was 12. I think if I were not playing soccer today, tennis would be my favorite sport um, to play otherwise. Um, but um, speaking towards like my family and the upbringing, um, every single weekend we were at somebody's soccer game cheering each one of us on and um, it was just so motivating to see each of us do well and you can go a lot of special places with this game of soccer. Um, ultimately, my family um, made the most of the system and in, in terms of we got three scholarships to college, um, which is huge. And um, yes. we got to go to three uh, renowned institutions um, in that being Princeton, uh, Elon for my brother's undergrad year, and then also Duke for his grad year, um, and then Carolina for myself. So uh, it was a really special experience. We've reaped so many benefits of the hard earned um, time, money, and effort that my parents have invested in us. And um, it's just so special to have their support even today. So you mentioned uh, playing soccer um, when you were smaller. Um, I understand you played against the boys. You played soccer against the boys. How did that prepare you for, like, the women's league? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, I think it's so, so cool for um, girls to join boys' leagues just because um, you become, like, confident in who you are and you're, like, kind of forced to show why you're there and why you're special. Um, and I just loved getting to be different on the field. Every time I stepped across the line when I was playing with the boys, they're like, who's that girl? And like, wh like why is she on the field? And um, that was my chance to prove it to them that I belonged there and that I was talented. So 
Um, I'd say the biggest difference at a youth age was the speed of play and the physicality was a little bit higher than if I were playing with the girls my own age. Um, so that prepared me um, in seeing the game and thinking two or three steps ahead um, and just really developing the tactical and technical aspects of my game while um, I grew physically. So by age 13, I switched back to the girls' side. And um, I, I really had a ton of success. Um, since then, and I think it was a pivotal moment um, that I had in my career, just joining the boys and everything that I learned there. So that was my dad's idea. He learned that from some of the other greats that went to Carolina, like Mia Hamm and Christine Lilly. They all grew up playing with boys. So when he heard that, he was like, we need to get you in this, doing the same thing. Um, but to top it off, like it was no different than what I was doing at home. Like when I played with my brothers, it was natural to me, so um, I loved it, and I would encourage anybody else who has the opportunity to do so as well. Now, wait, Brianna. Now, let's go. You said 13, so let's go to 16. When you was at the age of 16, you was the first young girl named at the, is it She Believes Cup? That's in, correct. Yes, in 2017? Yes. Wow, wow. That's so amazing. Yes. What was yeah, your... it was so cool. Um, I got to learn from, I hate using the word idols, but um, I'd say like people that I, like, I looked up to and tried to model my game after as I grew up. Um, and one of them actually, Carly Lloyd, she's on my team now um, with Gotham FC in the National Women's Soccer League. But um, it was so strange just going from being on the youth national team to the senior national team and playing against people who were literally on my walls in my home, like in my bedroom at home. Um, an example is Alex Morgan gave me her cleats at an international match in 2014. And two years later, I'm, I'm there as her teammate. It was, it, was, it was really, really strange. So, um, but strange in such a good way, um, to be clear. Um, but I was there and I wanted to absorb all the information that I could because that's a, a once in a lifetime experience for um, not many people and getting to see that level is obviously a taste of what I want to do in the future and I want to make it back to that level and I want to stay for a long time so um, I think applying what I learned and um, observing how they carried themselves on and off the field was a huge learning point for me and something that I wanted to bring back into my lifestyle as I continued to develop and mature. Amazing. Now, I was just amazed at the fact that um, you started this organized, being a part of this organized sports at the age of 12. And I'm just thinking about uh, still buying dolls and those <laughs> things that you do at that age. And I'm like, okay, how did your, and it, I, it has to be your parents as far as creating this balance of being a young girl growing up and being a girl and being into sports and not taking on this identity of sports as something that we, as parents, we've talked about a lot, how we, our kids have allowed sports to become their identity. And if they don't play sports, they don't know what to do. And so by you starting at a young age, how did they keep you from burning out or just, it, just being too much did you ever think about stepping away 
and just wanting to be a little girl or young lady and not do anything? How did they keep that balance with you? Um, I I think I think just it, it was a testament to all the hard work that I put into this game and the things that I got out of it along the way. So like my dad and I often reflect on how I was like three years old. I said I wanted to go to UNC Chapel Hill and play for Anson Dorrance. I did that, and I had the most amazing experience being a Tar Heel and still being a Tar Heel for. Uh, the rest of my life um but i told him i wanted to travel the world and now i've been to 23 countries um and a lot of those is because um i've been traveling with the national team since i was 12 and um i also said like like after i reach the national team like i want to have an impact on uh the entire world with fifa um, which is still my um, career goals after my playing career ends um, but as you saw in the video, I was able to help bring back the 2026 World Cup. So I'd say that like while soccer has trials and tribulations, um, it has brought so many dreams of mine into fruition. And the network of people from coaches to teammates to support staff members who have supported me and encouraged me, I think that's what keeps me going. That's what like that's what my motivation is in the day. Like, how can I be a good teammate? How can I excel at the sport that I've invested so much of my time and energy into, um, as well as tears and, and a lot of blood because um, it, it, the injuries come along the way. But um, I would just say that my parents kept me grounded in the sense that like, if we're gonna do this, you gotta devote all your energy to it um, and make sure that you give everything you have, everything every time you step over the line because I mean time goes by quickly like I remember when I was going to my first national team camp and I'm looking back almost uh, nine years later and I'm like wow where did the time go and um, I want to have a long career but now's the time to make the most of it so um, but with that being said um, I had a good set of friends in high school and in middle school who were excited to see me when I was home and made sure that I had a social life and um, I also became rooted in God and I took ownership of my own faith and I think that um, allowed me to handle all of the adversity that's presented uh, by the sport and then um, by my lifestyle and um, also like while it sucked I missed prom I missed um, my own graduation um, mm -hmm little things to make up for that so I went to junior prom which was the same as senior prom but it was same experience I guess um and I took grad pictures with my friends before the graduation um even though I couldn't be there and um just doing the little things to be intentional is what gets me along the way and I think knowing that what I'm doing is something I've dreamt of for a while it comes with sacrifice and I have to be okay with that and take it in stride. So um, it's been a truly beautiful experience and I'm just grateful for all the people who have helped me and uh, pushed me and have encouraged me because without them, I really don't know where I would be. So Brianna, um, you mentioned um, the speech in Moscow 
um, that helped bring the U.S., uh, the World Cup to the United States and Canada and Mexico. I'm not quite sure how that works, but there'll be some games in Canada, some games in Mexico, some games in the United States. You're going to kind of split them up that way. Is that how it's going to work? Yes, that's correct. So this is a united bid. Um, so essentially, mm -hmm. North America is hosting it between Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. So um, there were two other uh, youth representatives for each of their federations. So for Mexico, it was Diego Linez, um, who now plays for Betis in Sevilla, Spain. Um, and then the mm -hmm. other one was Alfonso Davies of Canada, who's like a worldwide superstar now. Um, and he plays for Bayern Munich in uh, Germany. So it's been cool to follow their careers and um, just develop good friendships with them and um, get to see them eventually play in that World Cup because uh, they're going to be at the prime of their career. And um, to say that I had a part in them playing on their home turf is going to be super special. So I can't wait for it to come. So um, I understand. I was reading that um, Barack, Barack Obama's speechwriter helped you write your speech and you were in Moscow. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the whole experience. Like, tell us about yeah. it. Awesome. Yeah, so um, actually U.S. Soccer reached out to me in, I think, around April of 2018. Um, and they asked me if I would be, well, actually, no. They t told me to submit a, uh, a video about what football means to me. And I was like, well, I don't know what this is for, but I'm going to put some thought into it. And I wanted to make my video as meaningful as it can be. So um, I talked about something like you you kind of wouldn't expect um like most people would say oh um it's fun or football's fun because you get to win or oh because you um get to score goals or something like that but i took it a little bit deeper and um i talked about the experience when we got to play the girls from iran and those that was their first international match and um for them to step on the field and play at the international level against people like us who have every resource we could ever need at our fingertips. Um, mm -hmm. It was surreal. Um, and it put things into per perspective about like how lucky and blessed we are. Um, and just to see their joy uh, that they had on the field, regardless of the score, even though it wasn't in their favor, like you saw true passion. And after that game, we were able to connect with them um, off the field in our hotel and uh, we got to learn about their lifestyles and they asked us about theirs and or for about ours and they <laughs> the funny thing was they would um ask us what they thought um they had seen like on movies about what the american lifestyle is really like and <laughs> we got to share our perspective and yeah, it was just something i'll never forget um and i think one of the coolest parts about soccer is that it unites people from all different backgrounds and that's the beauty in the game and um, I think my speech alluded to that because um, we, as the United 2026 bid, are coming together, people of different backgrounds of, in North America to host a World Cup where countries and people from all over the world will come to celebrate an event that we all know and love. And um, I think that really resonated with the crowd. And um, in order to make my speech as powerful as it could be, even though it was only a minute long, um, Terrence Duplatt, Barack Obama's speechwriter um, connected with me in the months leading up to the event, and 
he said, I want your voice to come through in this speech. I want them to, to know your heart and your passion for the game. And um, I think he did such an amazing job. And uh, he, he and the other um, speech coach helped me develop uh, skills to deliver a speech because honestly, I'd never done it at that point in time. Um, and I, there's a lot more that goes into giving a speech that I was not aware of, but um, I, it was just such an incredible experience and just getting to connect with such talented and um, acclaimed people like such as uh, Terrence Supla, it was just so special. That is amazing. I'm still stuck at uh, the, the soccer being a football. We we call football over here football, but then in the other countries they call it football or soccer. And so I'm just I, right there. I'm, I'm, that just throws me off right there. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have a question yeah. for you, Brianna. Um, you are known as the best um, middle fielder, okay? That's what you're known as, the best middle fielder. Explain to me what a middle middle fielder does. Because, listen, <laughs> my husband played soccer. He's from the Democratic, I'm sorry, he played soccer. He's from the Democratic Republic of Congo. And so we would watch soccer in the house. But listen, back then, it was only on the Spanish, the Spanish channel. It wasn't on regular channels. So it would be in Spanish. So not only did I not understand the game, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. And so I was, all I understood was go. So I never really got an understanding of like what position everybody plays. So tell me what a middle fielder does. And how yeah, can you so, be offsides? Because I don't understand that. Uh, yeah, so midfield is all about, it's kind of like the quarterback of uh, soccer. Essentially, you're you're on the ball the majority of the game, and you get to dictate the tempo and where the ball goes and the speed of play and the aggression of the game. Um, and I think that's super special because we're like the tacticians, um, and we have to have such a wide range of skills, such as physicality, being able to compete, um, smarts for the game, thinking two and three steps ahead so that we can give our team a competitive advantage. Um, and one of the cool things that I've been able to develop in my game is being able to create and score goals out of midfield. And that's something that I pride myself on because I want to be a difference maker every single time I step on the field. Um, and most people often think that um, all the gold comes from the forwards who are the front line, which would essentially be like your one running back or wide receiver. Um, but I'm kind of like the quarterback that runs the ball into the end zone, if that makes sense. So, um, but with that being said, I also have defensive responsibilities where I have to track back into our box and make plays and cover for, um, my other teammates and it takes a lot of heart and fitness and will to to keep going it but you have to have a big engine to play this position and um you have to have a good uh you have to have good chemistry with the players around you so that you're constantly uh, reading off of each other about where each person's going to be and what they're going to do to help you guys win so um and then offside is basically like you are standing behind the last defender 
on the field and the ball is played to you. So you're not allowed to do that. So essentially, if this is the last line of defenders and I'm standing here and the ball somewhere over here, I can't be here. I have to be onside. The ball has to be played. And as I receive the ball, then I can move past the last line of defense. Okay, that, that makes that a lot more sense analogy. to me. Thank you for the analogy, because, whoo, <laughs> I know, I know it. wide receivers and, and running backs and, yeah, so <laughs> absolutely. Let me show this little video right here, you guys. Now joined by number three overall pick, Brianna Pinto. Brianna, what a day for you. You register for the draft. You get picked third overall. You're one of the most complete midfielders in this draft. We heard over and over again by a lot of coaches. What does it mean to you to have this opportunity to play in NWSL? It's an honor and a privilege and a dream come true. I've always wanted to be a part of a professional league and to say that that's going to happen is so incredibly special. And I get to share this moment with my family, minus my younger brother, but... Um, this is going to be something I'll remember forever. And this is the best part. We are in, I don't know where we are. Are we in your living room? What's happening here? We're in my dining room right now, but um, <laughs> we're having a blast. So we had a watch party and all my friends and family joined via Zoom on the computer. Oh, that is beautiful. Okay. Uh, the Pinto family, we're going to have to have a little go sky blue here and we're going to send it back to Marissa with this. So here we go. Sky blue, sky blue on three. One, two, three. Yes, my dad oh, had to throw okay. in his little hashtag that pinto life. But it, it's become special and something I've grown to appreciate. That's wonderful. I know I like I said I had a lot of questions, but I know time is winding up. I just really want to touch on this equal pay real quick um, as far as in the in the soccer world. Um, I know for us in the United States, the things that we have been struggling with is of course in basketball, the WNBA and the NBA getting equal pay. And that's usually based on, you know, the sponsors and, and the fans and things like that. Now, what are the fans like in watch coming out and watching the the women play soccer compared to men would that solidate or help with this equal pay because you have the same fan base that's supporting both groups of people yeah absolutely i think the biggest difference you see between the supporters of the men's game versus the supporters of the women's game is more often, you'll see men repping jerseys of their favorite players. Um, and jersey sales are a great way to generate revenue for their teams and um, also buying tickets and consistently going to games, whether that's being a season ticket holder or just buying the tickets and giving them away to somebody else. Um, also, TV rights are huge. So as players and teams gain more notoriety and um, become more recognizable in the media, um, which is partially an issue um, towards visibility. Um, women's sports get about 4% of me media coverage in comparison to the men. And um, it's just a shame because we're putting out a great product on the field, yet it's not being appreciated at the level um, that we need it to be. Um, so with that being said, uh, the ways that um, 
fans can continue to support the women's league is by buying tickets, buying jerseys, um, showing up to games, tweeting about it, um, just watching it online or on TV, buying the subscriptions. Um, and that's the way that these women who are working so hard day in and day out um, will earn uh, living wages because um, in the NWSL, I think around 75% of um, women in the league are making less than $22,000 or which is the minimum of our salaries. And it's, 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 it's unacceptable to be honest, because how can you wake up every day and figure out how you're going to devote your body and your mind to being the best competitor you can be, but also have to work a second job or third job just to make ends meet like that to me is not okay. And um, in order for this game to continue to grow in the direction that we want, we need to support these women um, in all the ways that they need so that they can just focus on being the great athletes that they are. That's good. I need to know, where can I get your jersey, Brianna? Um, so I think Gotham SB has a website. Um, my, my family members have actually gotten some jerseys. Uh, number two on Gotham SB. So. You check it two. out, search Gotham FC, um, and then go to the apparel. You can select my jersey. Are you able to put that in the chat, the private chat? Um, yeah. Yes, I will. I will do that now. And how can um, people to support you? How do how do how can people support you today? Um, yeah. Yeah. Patient. So we play our games on. Um, well. I would love personally for love for you guys to support my whole team. Um, I've been very fortunate in that I'm sponsored by Adidas and I'm, I've signed an endorsement deal and they've done a lot to just make sure that I get everything that I ever need, whether that's cleats or um, other uh, apparel and um, just like opportunity and exposure on the field. So um, I just kind of want to spread the wealth and make sure that like the other girls are reaping the benefits of uh, people looking to invest in us. And um, I just think if you continue to subscribe on Paramount Plus, which is where our games are televised, it's a great way um, to just show up for our team. Um, and I think everybody would appreciate just the added viewers. Paramount Plus. Yes, that's correct. Yes, that, we will definitely uh, share that. Well. Thank you again so much for uh, coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And so we'll be looking for 2026 to uh, be able to go to a soccer game because that's something that we've Roll been cut. talking about that we wanted to do. So for Can We Talk Force to show up and have our jerseys on and be there to root you on, that would be mm -hmm. great for us to look forward to doing it. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Well, thank you. And Brianna, I just I have to I have to say real quick that um, you mentioned uh, Elon University, your your younger brother, I think. Um, so brother. I have a nephew. Oh, your older brother. Um, I was just in Riley Durham uh, like two three weeks ago. Um, my nephew plays at Elon University, so I was on the campus, watched a football game. Yeah, loved it. Beautiful campus, really Beautiful nice. Campus. 
it's so beautiful. Hoff had a great time to going there for undergrad and he had a great team. It was so cool to just be a part of that and support him and be a part of the Phoenix family because um, I think that was the first time my family had like stepped out of our allegiance, if you will, to Carolina yes. or Duke. So um, that was super, super special. Very Alrighty cool. then. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank, Thank you, you for being me. on the show. You were amazing. Such an inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate all of you. So good that you guys are just talking about sports and supporting women and um, just sharing your experiences as well as, as uh, moms of athletes because my mom is my unsung hero as well. Um, without her. <laughs> her chauffeuring me to everywhere on God's green earth or making <laughs> meals along the way or sacrificing him. Uh, my goodness, none of us would be where we are today. So I'm so grateful for all the moms out there that are saying they can to provide the best opportunities for their Yes, we live we live dreams through you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we just want the best for our children. That's we just want the best. So, absolutely. Well, Brianna, thank you for your time. We know that you're you're working. You're you're playing soccer. You're going to school, getting that degree. Congrats on graduation in May of 2022. While you're doing all of this, that's amazing, girl. Just keep working hard. What what plans do you have in the future? Like once you're yeah. done with soccer, what do you want to do? Yeah, so I want to work for FIFA and I want to help bring uh, resources and exposure to the women's game across the world, um, particularly in developing nations. I think that's super important because like as a member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, like I said earlier, like I've had access to every everything I could have ever needed to help myself develop and um, that's not the case across the world. And I think there's a lot of women footballers out there that would love to have an experience at the international level, but just aren't afforded the same opportunity just due to circumstance. And that shouldn't be the case. If you want to play, you should be, um, you should have access to um, things you need to become a great footballer. And um, I want to help change that. So my goal is to work in FIFA in an administrative role. Well, keep doing what you're doing. You are a world changer. Let me tell you something. You're going to be doing mighty things. So we thank you again for your time. And we know you have a big exam coming up tomorrow. So we're going to let you go. Thank you so much. And you guys, we want you to stay tuned because next is Big Mama. Go Cowboys. Big Mama. Oh, so let me, uh, before Big Mama come, I want to, uh, Go out to our anyone that would like to be a sponsor. If you have uh, a business that you need more exposure to, um, uh, anything, uh, if you have a story that you want to share uh, on the show, just reach out to Can We Talk Sports at gmail.com and we will get you on the show. You know, we're looking for sponsors someone to help us carry this message on. And so, um, yeah, let me find Big Mama's 
little video. Cowboys. Go oh. Cowboys. See, she gonna be she gonna be <laughs> at y'all in a minute. And I'm I I don't see why I don't have this video together. But I'm gonna find her. Dallas. Dallas. Wow. So and Saints, we represent Big Mama. Okay, here she comes. Hey, Dad, let me tell you. Hey, Big Mama. <laughs> All Big I want to know is, did I hear? Uh, girl. Oh. <laughs> 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 For them cowboys, the one, and I tell you, my timeline went crazy. Listen. I said, baby, you thought y'all was in the playoffs. I had won a football. Ball. Yeah, I want you to know that the Dallas Cowboy fans woke me low. I'm so proud of our fans. The timeline was off the chain. Oh my goodness, I couldn't take it. I said, "What in the world?" My goodness, how you doing, ladies? Hey, big mama, how are you? All right, I'm good. I just got a couple of things for you. I might let me take these glasses off. Because I tell you, I got to put my other ones on. Oh, Big Mom would just be going through the changes with trying to find these glasses that's going to work out for her. All right, ladies. Um, hello, everybody. I want to give a quick shout out to Mean Girl Hockey. When I tell you she had Mean Girl Hockey be hanging tough, always supporting Can We Talk Sports, always in the chat, just giving it up. Girl, we appreciate you. Thank you for hanging in there with us. So a quick things for um, Big Mama got for you tonight. Number one, Lyle Collins, Dallas Cowboy offensive line. So Lyle, you out here smoking weed, doing what you do. Then you know you got drug tests. Then you want to go so far that you want to bribe the NFL drug collector. What is wrong with you? You, baby, number rule number one, you do nothing that separates you from your livelihood. You do nothing that mess with your money. So now you're on a five-game suspension. Oh, let me tell you something. Get yourself together. I don't know what you're thinking. You don't mess with your money, and you don't. Me Big Mama ain't gonna tell you nothing wrong. You don't mess with your money. You don't mess with your livelihood. My second thing, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Now they got this thing going that they they want you to be uh, vaccinated. Uh, the NFL's doing it. Um, the uh, NBA is doing it. But the NBA denied his request for religious vaccination exemption. So a lot of times there are things that we can kind of play on and say, well, because of my religion, I can't do this. Because of uh, this that I practice, I can't do that. NBA said flat foot, no. 
So now I want you guys out there to, th to let me know what you think about it. Send us some mail. Let us know. I don't know. A lot of these jobs now, uh, President Biden has it now that if you have over 100 employees, that everybody must be vaccinated. I don't know. This is messing with people's livelihood. This messing with their religious convictions. Mm, it's, it's getting to be a real thin line. So I don't know how this is going to work out, what's going to go on with that. But what I want you to do, you do what you feel is right for you to do. And if this is where you want to take your stance, then that's where you take your stance. My third thing that I have tonight, Kayvon Pope. Now, Kayvon Pope plays for the Buckeyes. He plays for Ohio. So he's a senior. He um, had a big upset on the sideline this, uh, this past Saturday. Uh, the Buckeyes played Akron. Now, the Buckeyes, I understand that you can't play everybody, and I understand that these boys earn their uh, – well, not uh, these young men, excuse me, earn their way to their spot, right? So I understand that. But the Buckeyes won 59 to 7. So at no point did, could you not pull out these other boys and put some? So the frustration got to be so much on the, the, the sideline until Kayvon acted up. Uh, got on Twitter. Lord knows Twitter is the worst enemy that anybody has when you want to say something they didn't retract it. Uh, F Ohio, oh, this and that. So a lot of things. But, you know, in the heat of the moment, things happen. But Kayvon, come here. Well, I want you to look in Big Mama's eyes and I want you to hear me real, real good. This is not how your story ends. Now, this is a big hiccup. You are a senior. You they've taken they've put you off the team. Not sure what your appeal rights are. Not sure what what's the next process for you. But I want you to know, this is not how your story ends. So many people in life make mistakes. You are a senior. You're probably ready, eligible for the combine to go and do. So you work on you. While if you since you've been released and I don't know if they're going to reinstate or what they're going to do, but you work on you and you come back and you be the best KP that there has ever been. And I just want to say to all of you uh, sports parents out there tonight, talk to your children about their character, how they react in the heat of the moment. What I want you to remember is that the truth of your character is expressed through the choice of your actions. That's all Big Mama got for you. To, Big Mama ain't going to tell you nothing wrong. But baby, when you act up, wherever you get happy, that's where I'm going to shout because I'm going to come talk to you about what you did in front of everybody. All right, that's all I got, ladies. Y'all have a good week. Thank you, Big Mama. All right. Wow. Wow. Such wisdom. <laughs> Carmen trying to get that last little cowboy look to Big Mama. <laughs> <laughs> got out too now. Yeah. yeah. So you ladies, <clears throat> we're gonna end the show with, um, you know, a parent topic. You know, a parent thought. And so my parent thought is uh, kind of related to. I think I've been seeing articles about 
them uh, imposing the vaccination on kids that play sports. And so I think I saw an article about it in California. They were kind of like trying to mandate that. And so my thoughts is, uh, first of all, to educate the parents on the vaccination and how this COVID affects them in the sports world. Uh, I think that if they educate them and let them know, then everything else is left up to that parent to make the decision for their child, whether it's the mass, not the mass, the vaccination. But we first have to let them know the truth about how this affects our kids. And that's one area that we, I haven't heard a whole lot about as far as how COVID it has affect, affects our kids in the sports world. And so um, that's my thought, my take on it, especially with me dealing with COVID. Uh, I was one that hadn't taken the vaccination. And now that I've gone through it, um, I'm, I am going to go back and take it. I'm going to go back and take it because of my husband and all that kind of stuff. But um, I thank God that I'm on this side, that I'm able to bear, get have gotten through it. And so it is something that I've told my older kids to go ahead and take just because of what I have gone through. But uh, that that is the informed decision because I have gone through it versus me not going through it and being on the outside. So that's my uh, take on it. Yo, mute. Carmen, you are mute. I'm sorry, you guys. I, I didn't want. I didn't want to be heard during Big Mama's thing. Cause, yeah, she had me laughing. Um, well, but she was very serious, though. It was really good. But um, I am. Oh, what is what is Main Girl Hockey saying in Ontario, Canada? Kids, I, I lost it. Kids over 12 can't play hockey unless they've been vaccinated. Interesting. Um, I know my um, when we were in Congo um, about a month ago, um, my sister-in-law came from Paris and she said, in Paris, you can't go to the grocery store without your vaccination card. Like they don't let you in the grocery store. Um, then she keeps her card, I like a photo of it on her phone because she needs it everywhere she goes. But um, I, I think that, I don't know. Um, but Karen, you have firsthand experience. Like, what was your thought process before about getting the vaccine? And obviously, that's changed. So, tell us a little bit about that process and how you feel about it. How you're feeling about it then, and how your thoughts have changed. Well, I'm I'm a very definitely. I can say I'm a very stubborn person. And I was the type of person that never did the flu shot. I never had the flu. Uh, if I had a cold, it was a whooping cough, but I never had the flu. And so I'm, for me, I'm just like, why put the flu in me if that's not something that I dealt with? And so when it came to the vaccination, um, you know, my first thought was about the fact of them coming out with it so fast 
and uh and I kind of just kind of prayed about it, but I wasn't getting a unction to say go get the shot. I wasn't getting that. But my husband, he scheduled his appointment and he went and got the shot. And so afterwards, I said, well, why you didn't talk to me about it? He was like, Karen, it's a pandemic, Karen. And I'm just like, okay, you made your appointment. You didn't make sure our appointment was made. And so we kind of played this little game type of thing because uh, we was going to buy a generator. And I was like, well, if you buy the generator, then I'll get the COVID shot. But I was just kind of like praying about it. And I was praying about it in the sense of who he is in our home as the force, the priest of the home. And it was something that he was demanding or being very adamant about doing for the protection of our home. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of like what I was just kind of going before the Lord with being at this place of honoring him as the man that he said that he believes that we needed to do it based on our household. And so I was gonna do it. I just had been doing a lot of traveling and just never got around to it. And mm -hmm. then just being affected by it. It's just like, wow. Uh, Wow, I mean, when it came, it hit me. And and I, if I didn't have my cousin, who was a nurse, who told me to go get this little oxygen meter where you measure your oxygen level. And so she mm -hmm. said if that oxygen level drops to 80, she said, Karen, go to the ER. And my oxygen dropped to 80. And I went to the ER and they ended up keeping me. But a lot of people don't know that. They don't know that you need to wash your oxygen because your lungs is what fills up with pneumonia. That's how the pneumonia comes. And so, but a lot of people didn't know that. And so just having that experience and not knowing um, was a very humbling and frightening um, experience. And so I, I have to wait 90 days to get the vaccination because I had to get, I got this little special treatment. And so once you get this treatment, you can't get the vaccination for 90 days anyway. So I can't even get it until December, January. Mm -hmm. But I do plan on doing it and I have talked to my kids about it. And so that's kind of where I'm at. I think it's I think it's important for people to know um, and understand the thought process about doing it or not doing it, and you know how you change that, how how that process evolved for you. Yeah, Kawashika, yeah. you have any thoughts on that? Oh, I thought she was asking Miss Karen. I'm I'm sitting here and and I like. Of course, my family uh, as a whole, uh, some has uh, gotten a vaccination and some have, you know, me personally, I have not. Uh, I won't say it's a religion belief, uh, but God has not, you know, advised me that I need to. Now, here's the thing. 
uh, I have an issue with people looking at the ones that has not got one as if they're causing a problem. And that's not the problem. We need to look at the big issue. Uh, I thought, you know, I went through the, the situation with Miracle uh, when she started school and she got sick. And first thing came to my mind was COVID. But I prayed like a mama do, you know, does. And so, of course, she didn't have it, right? So, at this point, I think me personally and my family and my household, because I don't have nobody over my household, so I can understand where Miss Karen coming from. But I'm the, you know, over my household. So, yeah, with the, yes. With that being said, of course, you know, take help, uh, you know, make sure you take, you, you wear your mask, you know, things to that nature. Uh, but, you know, I'm not forcing my children to get the vaccination. I'm not. I'm not forcing myself to get the vaccination. I'm not. Um, and, and and I don't think God is making a big deal on if you do, if you don't, to be honest with you. I don't really think he is. Uh, but I think it's a lot of fear, you know, that if you don't get it, you'll, you know, get the vaccination, then there's going to be a problem. And I don't think so. I honestly don't think so in my heart. You know, people go through different things for different reasons. Miss Karen went through what she went through for a reason. And I think it's more spiritual. How God can come back. How God can heal you. Even through COVID. So I'm going to go spiritual with it. See? And so she has to tell her testimony. And it's okay. She go get the vaccination. That's fine. Uh, it's a bigger picture. It's a bigger picture that we're not paying attention to. And so once we get that, then we'll realize it's not about the vaccination. It's not about the vaccinated against the um, vaccination. It's not about that. It's about good and evil at the end of the day. So with that being said, I can keep going on and on and on and on and on. But I just want to be real. I don't want to I don't, I don't want to agree just to be agreeing. But we can agree to disagree at the end of the day. She has a testimony that she has to give that God healed her through COVID. And it can be done. And then he not only, you know, show her herself. It's time to do what he say do. Not what you want to do. What he wants you to do. You heard it at the mm -hmm. beginning. So it's mm -hmm. more deeper than what we think. You know, because you got Christians that got it got COVID and you got some that then you got some that died from it. So it's each his own. I, I can't, you know, was their faith really there? Because once you put, let fear come upon you when that demonic, because that's what that is, it's demonic come up on you and you allow fear to take hold of you. Mm -mm. So I thank God for prayers, for prayer warriors, because we prayed her through. We prayed her through, and I'm pretty sure you were scared. I know, but it's a testimony at the end of the day because it don't matter. You know, COVID it will come. This spirit will come on anybody, any. But I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not forcing it on my children. I'm not forcing, especially my, my five-year-old. Oh, God. Vaccination? It's not, it's, it's not even, they're not even, it's not time they're for. trying to, though. Yeah. 
They're trying. Mm, not. I thought it was. I thought it was six to twelve. Well, I think so. Right, but just recently, this past week, uh, Miss uh, Karen, when you was in the hospital, I seen it. Now it could be, uh, you know, fake news, but I seen it on Facebook where they're trying to go to the five five and. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they're reaching from, they're going to five now. And, uh, but uh, who is it? FDA or uh, the Pfizer got approved? Somebody got approved it, but yeah. So, you know, at this point, I don't look, I don't look down on if you did take the vac vaccination, ooh, God gonna get you, no. Or if you didn't, ooh, God gonna get you, no. It's, you know, what is God saying in your life of that vaccination? Is the key because yeah. it's it's gonna be bigger than it's bigger than the vaccination. I'm gonna tell you this now. I wish I can go deep until God tell me to, but it's bigger than the vaccination. And I pray that people see that, like it's bigger than that. This is just to to put everybody against one another. Who vaccinated? Who not vaccinated? It's good. Oh, against, yeah, yeah. It's good against evil. That's mm. what. It's <laughs> and I understand. On a natural point, your health, you know, things to that matter. I understand that. So I'm not just, you know, uh, spiritual, just spiritual, and it's a natural thing to it. But at the end of the day, mm -mm. no ma'am and no ham. I got, I got other things. Man, listen, we're in a battle. We're in a spiritual warfare. And that's one. Absolutely. Of yeah. Absolutely. And that's why I hate that this is separate. This is dividing yeah. people because it shouldn't yeah. be dividing people. But this is. this it should is. not be dividing people like there's so much bigger. Like we went through 9-11 and we came oh, together. Yeah. We we came together. It brought us together. Why is this separating us? It should not be separate. It should not be separating us. It shouldn't. It's the agenda to separate us. That's the point. Like, mm -hmm. me, um, you know, it's agenda to put fear in us, and it and it, and it can happen. You can get it because we know Miss Karen, and it. And I just went to war for her. I went to war for my friend. Deb, you got us messed up, and that's how you have to be with everything. Your children. You, everything, everything, you got to fight for everything. So with that being said, if like Miss Karen said, she told her children, that's real. Because she experienced it. I haven't experienced it. So I, I'm okay with that. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm, that's, I still love her. If you take the mm -hmm. back, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But don't yeah. come forcing me and looking at me crazy because I have not took it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, I understand. I, I, wear I wear masks. I, I, you know, I make sure this, but don't look at me crazy because I'm not, I haven't took it yet. I'm not the problem. We're going to finish this in the green room. <laughs> Let's go ahead and end this show Yay! again, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Henry Talk Sports. Let me know. Be sure to like, share, comment on this, in, on this video. You know, Fourth mom, and it's been promised we're coming out with our fourth mom holding line. God is doing some great and mighty yes. to us as fourth mom. And so it's also, uh, if you need exposure to your business, uh, or we need 
sponsors. If you have a story to share, reach out to us at camitalksports at gmail.com. Camitalksports at gmail.com. And you're more than welcome to come on the show. Again, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>